Hello and welcome back to Get Heard the Podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 3. I'm your host, Coach T. Good Hurt, and today's guests are Mr. Lou Alexander and Coach Drew Ray. Again, as always, thank you for listening, so sit back, relax, and let's get to it. With that being said, we'll go ahead and uh, let you guys tell uh, tell the audience a little bit about yourself. We'll start with you, Lou, yes. and then we'll, we'll move forward from there. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Uh, so, Lou Alexander, um, you know, it's funny because I always go back and forth of where I'm from and kind of what I represent, but um, originally from Linwood, California. I actually moved to Palmdale my junior year of high school, so it's funny because I graduated from Palmdale, um, well, from Highland High School in Palmdale, but now originally um, uh, and, and landed in uh, Woolen Hills, California, so out here, man, just uh, really trying to pave the way, inspiration, and I'm not going to even say trying, um, doing, um, inspiring, you know, really just kind of setting my, my, my mission to uplift and uphold um, a certain standard, I think, as a black man of of, of, of so much integrity. So, uh, you know, it's a lot to it, man. But uh, you'll get into the story as we go. But I appreciate you always having me, big dog. And it's a pleasure. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, it goes both ways. Yeah. I can't do it without you. Yes, sir. All right. Coach up. We up. Uh, Coach Drew, I'm back. Uh, Jersey kid, live in California. You know, I moved out here a while ago playing football, live in Palmdale. Um, so we right there. And we down here in Willow Hills about to, you know, get to know some more. I'm just happy to keep influencing these kids and, the people that's around trying to make everybody great, man. That's 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 really about it. That's yes, what we're about, you know, better okay. in the community, man. And okay. And if you noticed, uh, Mr. Lou Alexander almost used that word try, but then he decided to like, yeah, no, no try, oh, yeah, no, no, no try. Right, right. Facts, yeah. Facts, yeah, yeah doing? No okay. try, definitely doing. Okay. So uh, getting started, let's talk about some of the things that uh, that that motivate you, because you speak you speak about yourself. Both you guys motivating the kids or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, what's something that makes you feel alive? What what takes you to that that top level? You know, top level Drew and top level Lou. Yeah, 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 for sure. I think for me, man, you know, my last name is really what motivates me first. That's the foundation of it, right? My father set a huge precedent on what he wanted our family lineage to look like. Okay. Obviously, you know, I was not in the best situation growing up. Lost my father at a young age, actually five years old, to gun violence. And so for me, I, I felt like I had a uh, obligation mm-hmm. to uphold his name, uh, the last name that represents on our back because there's a long list of Alexanders that came before me. So I think that motivation is the foundation. Obviously what helps me act within that motivation because there's action that needs to happen after you are motivated, right? And that's what's going to be sustainable. And what helps me act within that motivation is obviously being a father, okay. uh, seeing my son now and seeing him mm-hmm. being impressionable and, and looking up to me as his hero. That's one thing that now is keeping me disciplined. Right. So when I even talk about motivation, I sometimes use that word loosely because motivation become instant. When you have a son, when you have a last name, you got a legacy. You got to make sure you're disciplined to continue to sustain throughout whatever controversy or whatever, uh, you know, catastrophic events that may happen. So, you know, for me, man, I think those are my two foundational principles that keep me disciplined um, over motivated because I think motivated can happen instantly. And now I just got to continue to keep the ball rolling to keep me inspired. Okay. Those words that you you, uh, use repeatedly repeatedly right now, talking about discipline, motivation. I sort of used to have this 
this conversation with myself. Yep, yep. You know, what was more important to me, motivation, mm -hmm. inspiration, mm -hmm. or discipline? Yeah. And for me, it ultimately and always comes down to discipline because <clears throat> for me, motivation is kind of external. 100%. So what happens when the external source is not there? 100%. Discipline. 100%. Inspiration, yep. I guess that's me inspiring someone else. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but yeah, but sure. I guess motivation and discipline, discipline's always the word. They're interchangeable. It's always yeah. key. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. Coach Drew. Oh man, my, my motivation is just always remembering where I came from, man. Mm, and mm. and like you said, the children, man, our kids, man, they they really get us going. They mm -hmm. they, they make us do what we don't think we can do. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And the discipline is huge because coming up, when I was coming up, I didn't have that. Nobody installed the discipline yeah, yeah. in me. Nobody to make me do or make me understand if I do this, this is gonna happen eventually. Because mm -hmm. we all want everything tomorrow. Everything right. we want tomorrow. Yeah. But we all know that if we stick to something, it's going to happen. And then just being around and sometimes, like the other day, a kid ran up on me, man, at the mall. And if it happened it often, Coach Drew, Coach Drew. And I'm like, who is this? And like, I don't know this person, but it's kids. They follow me on Instagram. And at the, today at the park, a lady just came up to me and said, hey, are you Coach Drew Ray? And I'm like, yeah, you know, it feels good. <laughs> that right there drives me too. Like, yeah. it's starting yeah. to happen. People are really starting to notice. Um, and just then, just dedicated to what I do because it's hard to wake up every day and be stuck in the same position man and just like you know I don't have a side job to bring in I'm just doing my stuff with my merch and the things that I have so yeah man the discipline and the motivation is great yes it works and yes it helps you it gets I think it's a, a kickstart right. I think the motivation like a kickstart gets mm -hmm. you started but mm -hmm. the, the the discipline when you really install that into your daily habits you become great right there. So yeah. I, I, I say discipline is number one that really gives us going to as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Got it. Absolutely. So that's what makes us feel alive, the kids, the, the, yeah. the, the legacy. Legacy. Legacy, yeah. Okay. Legacy, man. Okay. Legacy, yep. for sure. I, I, I think about sometimes whether or not the men before us, because you you, you lost your dad to gun violence. I did. I, I don't lost my dad to, um, he died from, um, was it? He had like complications. He had a bunch. He was a heavy drinker. Okay. So he never was in my life. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, so yeah. uh, he never taught me how to be a man, how to do, um, how to, when it get tough, you know, sometimes we need that man. Because the mom could do it, but she right. going to do it, but so far, you know what I'm saying? So right. a father, especially when you see your father, he talks to you and t tell you some things, how he went through it, or you see a manly figure. Though I never had that in my life. Right. And then the closest I got to my father was when he was dying. Right. He was on hospice. They said he was going to die in a week. And he ended up living, man. <laughs> I, let, I stayed a whole extra month. I think it was in December on my birthday. I went there and I left in January because I had no choice. I had to leave. Wow. And he wow. died in February. Wow. And it was like, they told me he was going to die in a week. So I bought a ticket for a week. Wow. Thinking he was going to be gone in a week. And, you know, I was I had a dilemma when I was leaving. Like, do I, do I stay? Right. Do I leave? Right. So I figured, you know what? I kept wanting to come back because clients. Yeah. My clients was like, hey, man, your dad's right. dying. Right. But for me, a part of me was kind of being selfish too because he wasn't there for me when I was little. Mm. It's like, why should I be here for him right now? Like, I can go back and finish doing what I was doing. I came and seen him. And, and that's a I, totally natural reaction. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I had to get out of that and listen to my mom, too, you know. And then when he seen me, when I stayed, he didn't know I stayed. Mm -hmm. So I came back the next day. Right. And he put his hand up. He was like, ah! And I never shook my dad's hand like that. I never shook his hand. We never did all that. And I wow. was like, oh, man, that was cool. So mm -hmm. I lost my dad to complications and things like that. It was sorry because that was the best time of my life when I was losing him. Right. See, it's, inter it's interesting. And I know you got a question. Uh... I know you got a question as well, but it's interesting you say that, man, because I find a lot of commonality in that story, you know, for myself, right? Um, my father didn't choose to leave this mm -hmm. earth, but I think your inspiration and your mission to impact children is directly reflective of not having the father. Mm -hmm. yes. Because I've said this before, 
the reason I'm the father that I am today is because I always wanted to be the father I knew my father could be. Yes. Right? So for me, I go in with that type of motivation or that discipline of a father to understand, like, I never had mine. So why would I take it for granted when I'm with my son, right? The time that I spend with my son is dedicated to my father because it's a reflection of him too. Mm -hmm. Because he's actually looking down and seeing me act in a way where he know he would be doing the same thing with me. Mm -hmm. So for me, I kind of live through him or I'm letting him live through me with my son. So it's a little bit of, and it's it's funny you say that man of like, I never shook my dad, never did the dap with my dad and I never did those type of things because I remember when I played ball and I would see all the kids go back and they would, man, pops, you see that? Like you see the tackle I made? And I used to only wish Right. I used to only wish that I can go back to the stands and see my pops clapping because when I was number one, when I was CIF, when mm-hmm. I was, you know, all these different things, right? All the accolades that we love our fathers to make our fathers proud for, we wanted to see. So it's just interesting, man, that you brought that up because I can see a lot of uh, semblance in that for myself, man. For sure. So, yeah. It's, it's kind of, it's funny because, you know, if they've listened to previous episodes of the podcast, yeah. they know I didn't have a good relationship with my dad. Yep, yep. Uh, just of recently, I've started to establish some type of relationship. Mm. And you just said you are being the dad to your son that you know your dad could have been for you 100 and i am being the dad to my son that i didn't have you mm. see what i'm saying so it's a slight difference but the yeah. same it's the same thing is we're all better men yeah, for sure. yeah. we're all yep. better dads absolutely yeah so that's that's what i was getting to with this is that we i don't understand why some of those guys back then didn't have that same yeah. drive and motivation mm-hmm. to yep. be better men that yep. we have today yeah i but, think it's because i think honestly i think they didn't have it because now we have things where as though you can hear people talking about this kind of stuff like, it's not right. a problem to be a black man and, and cry. You right. know what I'm saying? When we was little, how many times were you doing something with your yeah. older cousins and you're about to cry, to cry, yeah. cry, daddy cry. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and you, it's, now it's understandable to say, hey, and ask the parents, we know now that college don't make these kids great. We know now that if they don't have a dream, they're not going to be great at all. Doing nothing. We, we know now you got to get your ass up and do what you got to do. Right. Our parents before, it was like, get a job, get married. Go, go do, they didn't have a dream. They didn't, they never talked to us about what do we really want to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And the kids now is different and we're different because of that, you know, cause we yeah. didn't have that. Now right. we got it and we giving it to them. But I think one. that's accessibility too, that. right? The accessibility to what we have from information standpoint is completely transitioned from when our fathers and when our mothers mm-hmm. were raising us, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I grew up in the inner city. So for me, it was, let me worry about how I'm going to stretch this $20 for the week and before I can talk to you about financial investment right. or financial literacy or teaching you how to have a dream. Your dream is cool, but I want to make sure that you understand in the time of what we're doing right now, we have to be in this reaction type mm-hmm. of mode because we got to survive. Yes. So, you know, taking those survival mechanisms and, and, and those survival tactics and now transition that over into the information that we have that makes us the best of breed of what right. we do yes. man. Right. because now that information is accessible and also to your point of we can be vulnerable in those states as well. Yeah. I can cry with my son now when he I can I, when I see him down right before like you said it was survival. Mm-hmm. You can't let them see you down. Nope. Yeah, and but, that that's kind of tricky to me too because yeah. you know as I learned because I had to learn a lot of stuff on my own because my dad wasn't yep. there. Yeah, yeah. I'm a black man. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking that I'm raising my son as a black as a black child, yeah, and yes, you can't do certain things. No, no, you not, see at what I'm no not at so all. So I guess it's a fine line between yep. being more than what our dads were, you know, allowing them to be, yeah. you know, yeah. more 
feminine or whatever, you know what whatever, I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah, I understand. No, Allowing sure. them to cry. Because yeah. you, know, you know why they told you not to cry back in the day. Yeah, some, yeah. Your enemy see you crying, then, oh, that you. You about to get you about to get an A. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So now, I guess in the time that we're living in, we can be a little softer, if that's the word that I'm going to use. I found, you know, it's funny because I found I had the most peace in my life when I started to show that I had emotions. Mm-hmm. For sure. I got the most peace I've ever had. The, in the instant, when I started to say, you know what, Lou, start to try, start to have emotion, mm-hmm. start to show your emotion, stop holding everything in and harnessing it because you feel like somebody is out to attack you. Mm-hmm. They not looking to attack you. Now, granted, there are some people in this world that do malicious things. Right. I get it. But if I'm in this for myself, let me show that emotion and display some of those characteristics that I've never done before because it's making me be more peaceful with who I am. Mm-hmm. And I think oftentimes, they didn't know who they were. Mm-hmm. Not no knock against our parents, but they didn't really know who they oh, were. Yeah, for sure. Right? Nah, that, nah, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, they, they was in different times. They, 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 they was in different times. Yeah. They ain't even really know who they were right. innately. So for for them, raising a kid, it was I mean, it was just let's be it's an experiment. Right. Let's let's be yeah. as as flexible through this process as possible because I don't know what I'm doing. Financial is just one that's just one thing, right? Mm-hmm. That's just one factor that goes into it. Emotionally connection, time connection, all of that is things that they were troubled with, that they had challenges with. So I think when I started to find like, you know what? It's cool to just let go and cry in front of my wife. Yeah. It's cool to let go and cry yeah. in front of my son because I feel so much at peace and I can let go of so much to be so much better for him. And your son see you human. And he see I'm human. He see human. He see you know? I'm human. <laughs> he see I'm human. And now he can say, wow, man. Like, I know that this man is not going to, you know, reprimand me for 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 losing. Mm-hmm. Right? Because mm-hmm. it's just a lesson. Mm-hmm. And that's what I, and I think that's what I love about black men, most importantly, finding that it's okay to be a little bit more, so to speak, softer in our approaches mm-hmm. to life. And you know, we should be. Yeah, we should. Sure. It's just that the environments that we were in really didn't allow us 100%. to One hundred percent. College us up a little yeah. bit, man. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. Even hard for us to speak to each other. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so the, for, yeah. See another yeah. man, brother, walking down the street, say, what's up, brother? Peace King, they 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 mean monkey looking mad. You know, and that's that's from the environment, man. You know, yeah, but, yeah. but it, it's gonna get better. It, then do time. They take one by one, man. These conversations, take, take village, man. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I've I've saw, asked the guys before what were the word, what was their word. My word's progress. I think mm-hmm. I don't know if I asked you last season what's your word, but you know, time is something that I don't really put a a lot of emphasis on because I know we're moving forward. Mm-hmm. Not at the rate, because like you said, everybody want everything today. Yeah. But we're moving forward. Yeah. You know, yeah. our kids are going to be better than we were. And so oh my so gosh, on. man! One hundred percent. As long as that's happening, man, we know we're doing we're doing our job. One hundred percent, man. What's the what's the greatest what's the greatest challenge you've ever experienced? Let's let's talk about mental challenges and physical challenges. Coach, you can go first on this one. Um, the greatest challenge, uh, mental and physical. Uh, mentally, I think it was just uh, trying to build this and believe that I could do it, man. My whole mm. life I've been quitting on so many things, man. Mm. You know, I think that doing what I'm doing right, right now um, with very limited help, you know, mm. I, I really, because we don't do nothing by ourselves. You know what I'm saying? We we do a lot by ourselves. Right. Um, I think that was the, that was the toughest. Uh, physically, um, Besides letting you beat me in that car game, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but, uh, 
yeah. physically. Uh, like he talk about uh, he talk about match me and beat me. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get me next time. But look, um, <laughs> physically, man, uh, I think staying here in California, going through all the adversity I went through. Right. I think staying here and after all the times being in different roommates' homes, trying to figure out trying to find to finally have my own place, right. to stay here. Right. That was I think that was hard, man. Peanut butter and jelly sandwiches every day. I wasn't really having any clients. I I was I just believed I was going to do it. I didn't have a side job. I think I mm. picked up a side job later on, and mm. it was only for I, I I said no. I'm going to do this. I'm going to stick to it. Mm. So I think that trying to stay here. And, and do this every day and make this a thing that I do. You like to use the, the little quote on most of your Instagram posts, even when you hit me up in a message at the end, be great. What does great mean to you? Mm -hmm. uh, n never giving up on your dreams and never, never giving up on the things you're doing and just going hard every day. And even if we fail, just never backtrack, you know, just be, be a great person to people. Be a great person to yourself, whether you're around people or not around people. Mm -hmm. Behind closed doors, outside, mm -hmm. when you want to say you're going to do something, do it. Are you living your greatness? I'm doing my best I can. No, no. Are you mm -hmm. living your greatness? Yes, I there am. There you go. That's mm -hmm. a yes. yes I'm I doing am. my best. You are. Because I was thinking about you the other day, and I'm just like, you know, we talk a lot. Yeah, yeah. And I know some of your stories, your trials, your tribulations, and I'm just like, this dude is really living his greatness. Mm -hmm. Because I like to refer to a lot of shit as like, game game oriented yeah. so if this was a character that you chose this character is supposed to endure what you endured yes and you're still here yes so you're living your greatness yes your greatness may not be driving a fucking mercedes living in beverly hills yes because that's not the character that you chose yes but in the character that you're in right now the shit that i know you're doing with these kids the shit the stuff that i know that you've been through that's great yeah, because it, yeah. if you if you would stop, if you would quit, if you would die, that would be failure. Yeah, yeah. not that anything's wrong with failure. That's part of the process. Right. But you're living your greatness, and I need you to realize that. Yes, mm -hmm. I was going. I was like this. You know, me and my brother, we get in a couple of arguments. That's what family siblings do. But anyway, one of the things he likes to say is that everybody's throat, mm. everybody's fucked up. Mm. It's just that some people know how to handle it or mm -hmm. deal with it better mm -hmm. than others. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I say that to say that. The people that are not still here, they weren't able to handle it. Yeah. yeah. They, 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 weren't, they were not able to live their character. They mm -hmm. were not able to live their greatness. They so you give me your greatness, dude. Continue to do what you're doing. And That's I huge. thank you, man. I huge, appreciate man. that because That's I look huge. back. I look back at That's a lot huge. of stuff, right? Honestly, what make me realize a lot of things, I sit back and look at videos and, and I see where I came from. And then I think about times when I couldn't even pay a certain amount in rent. I think about certain stuff and I'm like, Man, you all right, man. You've been living out here. You've been doing up. this. You've been doing, yeah, you've been doing this for like seven years now, man. You right. solely doing this. You don't you don't have a bunch of the, the, the other income. You're doing what you love to do. Every day I get up and I love to do this. So it's not hard at all. It's easy. You know what I'm saying? So you're right, man. I am living my dreams, man. Success and living my greatness. Is, is in, in, in the giving, man. Yes, for that, sure. That's, that's how you live forever. For sure. And you already know. Yeah, for sure. I know that. Yeah. 100%. It feels so good to get back, man. And, 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 100%. To, Especially when you get these young boys, man, they, they, they play football, these young girls, they play whatever sport they play, and you go visit them. Because there's times I've given out a lot of free stuff, man. And I see these kids, they, they don't have it, but they have it mm. in their heart. You know what I'm saying? They got the grades. They have mm -hmm. everything. They're all intangibles. The only thing they're missing, they got a single mom who busting their ass to, to, to pay. So I'm like, I make a deal with the kids, and the 90% of them fly, fly through with it. You know what I'm saying? So it's so... 
to see them do it and then go to college. Right. And then go to NFL right. or go to NBA or anything that they want to do or even just become great men and great fathers to their right. family. I win. I don't need, I'm not, I never asked them for money, man. I never asked them for nothing. Don't, don't give me nothing. Right. If they choose to do that, that's on them. But I, I love to see them win. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It breaks my heart when they fail and that's I see them like, yeah. and, and now they in the street and stuff and I see them again, I'm like, yeah, gave that's up, the like, satisfaction, man. You know what I mean? That's the satisfaction. No, that's that's powerful. That's so, powerful. So you, man. Oh, uh, mental physical challenges. Yeah, I, I think for me mentally, was really tapping into the psyche of myself, understanding that the race that I'm running is nobody else's race but mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was so caught up in this world of thinking that my race was everybody else, and I was setting everybody else's benchmark to mine. Everybody else's benchmark was here, but I didn't realize that mine was unlimited, mm-hmm. right? And so getting over that hurdle of understanding that I can have things in abundance and I can have things in exceedingly over that abundance, that's when I started to really tap into truly being who I was mentally. And that was the hardest thing that I had to go through mentally is believing that there was more to Lou Alexander than just what I thought. Why do you think it was such a great challenge for you to believe that you could do whatever you want to fucking do? Why is that a challenge? Is that because the world we live in? That's, that's a, it's a lot of factors, right? I think the world and society tells us that you have to be siloed in this one discipline and you got to be exceedingly great in that one thing. Mm-hmm. But why can't I be great in so many other things? Why can't I also? Why can't I be a great football player and also be a great businessman? Why can't I be also a great businessman and also know a ton about aviation? Mm-hmm. Why can't I be ton and know a ton about aviation and know a ton about venture capitalists? Right? There's a lot of different things that I can be great at, but society tells you that you can't because you don't have enough time. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, we got 24 hours in a day, but it's how you compartmentalize things in your life to maximize on those times, on those things individually. So for me, it was literally starting off with what are the things that I'm that I'm putting in my life and prioritizing in my life over others? And then once those things started to compound and I started to prioritize the things that were actually important, I started to see that, wow, it's just me. Mm-hmm. It's nobody else. Mm-hmm. Everything else out mm-hmm. there is telling me that, man, Lou, you know what? You just, man, you just got cut from the Saints. You just got cut, bro. What you going to do now? You going to go be a trainer? You going to go to be a teacher somewhere? What are you going to do? You going to follow the mode and myth. And I'm not saying that a trainer or a teacher is not great things, right? But I think that's what they're expecting from me, mm-hmm. right? I, you know football, so go ahead and do things that you know. But when I started to tap into myself and understand, man, I went to Syracuse University. I got a great degree and I got a ton of great networks. Mm. Let me start to be curious enough to ask the questions of what did they do to get to those places? Why am I limiting my beliefs? Because I think I'm only a football player. And so when I made that transition and I started to have those conversations and and being in those backdoor meetings and understanding what they were doing behind the scenes, now I start to believe that wow, I got so much value to offer outside of being on the field where I can just take the discipline and all the things that I've learned on the field and I can structure that and put that in a whole nother space. And now that energy is going to help me thrive in that space. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what helped me mentally, man. Um, it's just really transitioning my, my, my mental of knowing that it's just my race and it's nobody else's. And then I think physically was just losing. Okay, before you go physical yeah, though, yeah. T- talking on this mental topic. Yeah. I think it's, so challenging, yeah, but so crucial, so very important for you to understand that this is all about you That's and it. your 
that's perception it. of things. That's it. That's it. That's it. Facts. That's it, man. Because <clears throat> if it wasn't a, if it wasn't for me changing my perspective and understanding that I was the one, right? It was Lou Alexander that literally dictates the outcome. Mm -hmm. And then I can go even deeper than that. I started to plant within my subconscious, not my conscious, my subconscious, right? Because our conscious words can tell us one thing, but they don't align with our heart, mm -hmm. right? So I started to tap into my subconscious because that truly dictated and had the recipe for my success. Because I can say one thing, right? And then all of a sudden I act in a certain way and my belief system is not, it's completely opposite. Now my belief system is actually what's going to trigger the outcome. It's not the, it's not the actual, the conscious words that I'm speaking. Everybody can say that they great, mm -hmm. but do they actually believe it? Mm -hmm. And that's when I started to really understand that when you plant into your subconscious, I'm talking about whatever fiber in your being, when you feel it tingling in your fingers mm -hmm. and you know that greatness is within you, then you start to see greatness. But if you halfway just into greatness and you tapping your toes in, greatness is just going to show up halfway like you show up. So you just planted a seed that you didn't water and nurture, so it died. It, but when you exactly. plant it and you nurture it and your every exactly. fiber, as you no said, your passion exactly. is it, then it will be. Exactly. Why Why? We, why are we so busy cultivating? We, we, we always say this. Let's cultivate these relationships before you cultivate the relationship with yourself. Right? Cultivate your relationship. Yeah, yeah. Who are you? Who are you? It's this. Uh, it's this saying that I used to always think about. Yeah. You know, when I was coming up, and it's something to the to the to the fact of a poor man can't help nobody because he can barely help himself. So one hundred percent. And 100%. I say that to say that's one of my little favorite sayings is once you realize who you are. Yeah. Once you realize your greatness. Yep. Then you're able to see that in other people. One hundred percent. Because it's not. Everybody's not at that level yet. Everybody yeah. has the potential to be great, but everybody's not great yet. Yes. So when you've learned your greatness, when you've accepted, because you have to accept it, you have to acknowledge it. Yep. Once you accept your greatness, then you can be like, okay, this is what my greatness entails. But that even in that, but that even have that's even action that you need to put forth in it as well. Accepting your greatness is not only clarifying that you accept it or claiming it, right? Mm -hmm. If somebody tells you you're great. What's your response? Because I know a lot of us always be like, man, I'm just trying to do what I'm doing, bro. That's it. You know what I'm saying? That's the easiest answer because I want to be humble, bro. You're great. You're great, man. Bro, I'm just, I'm trying, man. I'm doing what I'm doing. And you're trying to really dumb down your greatness. But yeah. I'm, I, I promise you, and this is no arrogance. This is nothing. Hold but when, when people come up to me and say, Lou, man, that was a, that was a great speaking engagement, man. You, you changed my life. I said, I know. I know. That's why I came here. I know I did because mm -hmm. you know what? My mission was to do that. Mm -hmm. I've already clarified and I've already accepted that my greatness was, it was here. I just wanted to pass it on to you. And I, you know what? I'm, I'm glad that you understand it now. And I'm going to tell you directly, you damn right. You <laughs> yeah. damn right. Yeah. So, here we go. <laughs> so let's talk about this this humble word because I've never been a fan of it. Oh, it's man. like, if you're not humble, then you're cocky and arrogant. What, what, what no, yeah. I just know you, what I can you, do. Yeah, yeah. confident. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's a different being cocky and confident. I, I was speaking, uh, I was mentoring a female friend of mine uh -huh. and I was talking to her about how much she's achieved yeah. and like how she should be loud about it. Yeah. And she was like, nah, because when you start to talk about it and people start thinking you cocky and then you start getting bad energy from everybody. And I was like, it is something in 
people directing all this jealous, low vibration yeah. towards you. Yeah. yeah. If you know who you are, you have to stay in line and around people that don't do that yep. so that you can maintain your high frequency. Yep. So I say that to say you have to acknowledge, you have to accept your greatness. You have to not be humble about it. Yeah. No. No, for yeah. sure. Yeah. You have to you have to not be humble. Yeah. And and I think Because that's contraindicated. Exactly. But I think where humble gets lost, right? I think where people think about humble and they think about arrogance, it's two different things, Way right? Different, yep. It's completely different. Somebody can say, Hey bro, you great. And then all of a sudden you treat that dude like shit or you treat that girl like shit, right? Mm -hmm. That's a difference. That's arrogance. That's thinking that you above everything that's, that, that comes in front that's, of you. That's low energy. That's low energy. Yeah, that's you 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 moving at a frequency that's low. But 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 being the lack of being humble is really just replacing with high frequency of confidence. Yeah. My, my my dad always taught me, even when I was a little boy, man, walk with your chest up. Walk with your head up. I remember that to this day. My dad died when I was six years old. But you I still that. remember that to this day. Man, walk with your head up. Yep. You know who you are. Mm -hmm. Walk with your head up. And that's not that's not being arrogant. Wow. That's being confident and understanding that, listen, there's a job I need to go do right now, and I need to understand that every day I walk, people going to see that my job and how I impact them, they gonna know that that's the that's the alpha in the room. Mm -hmm. That's the dude every single yes, day that's gonna come in this room. I can rely on that cat. Right. Yes, sir. That's why you walk with that. There ain't no arrogance, man. That's just that's just you know what? That's being confident. And knowing who you are, man. knowing you who you are, brother. Ain't nothing wrong with being like humble, man. Like yeah, man, ain't nobody need to be humble, man. Speak nah. what you do and love that nah. shit, man. Yeah, like I, I say, it's a difference though from 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 somebody that's maybe shy, and they get into this and they might start blowing up. They might really feel that way. But one thing you need to do is that 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 humbleness is going to get you trampled over. Right. Like, you don't need to be humble, but it don't need to be arrogant. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's so a it's real a fine thing. Line. You got to be grounded. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be grounded. You got to be grounded. You know, like you like you saying, you got to be grounded. You got to have you got to understand, you know, how to be grounded and, and, and know that this shit can be taken away in a snap of a finger. Mm -hmm. Right. And, that, mm -hmm. and that's that grounded. That's you coming back to it. But. There's nothing wrong, you know, I'm a big believer, obviously, in faith, you know, for me personally. Sure. And, you know, I mean, God is literally the center of my mm -hmm. life, so he propels every situation for me, right? Mm -hmm. But um, as I go through any mission, it's like, no, I'm going to always stand firm mm -hmm. on the belief system. And that belief system is, like you said, stepping into that greatness, man. One more thing. You're saying, being like people say, being, being humble. You can't, you can't just sit there and just be humble. You have to go out and be hungry. Yeah. That's what you have yeah. like, to get humble. Him. Be hungry every yeah. day. And and imagine this, right? You're doing everything you love to do and you're yep. killing it. Well, yep. you feel like you're killing it, right? Yep. And then all of a sudden, don't nobody never tell you. Then you're like, am I really doing good? Like, if don't nobody never say, hey, man, hey, you made me have a great, you had a, I had a, heard your podcast. Hey, yep. man, that, that, that yep. man had me like, you know, if nobody never tell you that, you, you, you're going to feel like, so when they tell you that, absorb that shit. Absorb it. Absorb it on it. You don't got to be like, yeah, I'm the shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you just be like, you go home and be like, damn. I know when somebody acknowledges that they know me, I'm like, damn. Like right now, when I see yeah. him, I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, like, yeah. I know my man. You yeah, know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, it's a yeah. beautiful feeling. Probably feel good for him, too. Yeah, and I, I could have been arrogant. Like, oh, yeah, I ain't had to say nothing. Nah. Yeah. No, yeah. I, when I see somebody, like I tell you all the time, I love you, brother. Yeah. I, that's, that's the thing I say to Same. people all the time. Same. I see people, the people in the gym that I see every day, before I leave them, I seen them for six years. I've been seeing them. You know what I tell them? Shake their hand. Hey, have a blessed day. I love you guys, man. Yeah. That's what they tell me back now. Hey, I love you, Coach Drew. Have a good day. 
And mm. uh, and I just want I just mm. want y'all listeners to know that mm. we have grown into this. It mm. took time for us to get here. Yeah, yeah. yeah this ain't no overnight. What, yeah, what we're trying to do <laughs> yeah. is give you some jewels right now, so yep. it don't take you as long as it took us to figure this out. Yeah, one hundred percent. If you get this right now, <laughs> you can part. already start moving. In, you know, moving toward more greatness. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. But just know that hungry, not humble. There yeah, you go. I like that. Based on what Coach Drew said. Yes, sir. <laughs> so speaking about, well, how do I want to transition into this? Fuck it. Will Smith, <laughs> Will Smith, it's an old topic. It's an old topic. He over in India somewhere right now getting his counseling. What are your thoughts on this? Is he going to bounce back from it? Want me to go? Man, I mean, for me, look, I, I, <laughs> you know, it's crazy because I don't know anybody personally in this situation. Right. So for me, I don't understand, you know, what they feel emotionally, um, what they're going through mentally, spiritually, right. um, all the things that can really be implanted in them to help him lead up to that instance that we all know of him smacking a comedian, which is Chris Rock, you know, but I I would say this for me personally, that's not the way I would have handled it. Mm -hmm. And my wife wouldn't have expected me to handle it that, that way. way. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so for me personally, I know that I don't care about, we go back to our conversation, arrogance. There's something inside of you that made you feel like that was right. Mm -hmm. somebody cultivated that in your spirit. Somebody pushed yep. that in your spirit yep. to make you feel like it was right. Yep. And I get it, right? People say that there was a long list of jokes that's been running, mm -hmm. you know, on Jada Pickett from Chris Rock. There's a lot of history. Do I believe in 100%? Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. um, do you? Are you supposed to stand up for your wife? Absolutely. But again, it's a time and place for everything. Mm -hmm. right? And that's all I would say on that is just there's a time and place for everything. Right. And I think that wasn't the time or place, especially for us, Right. for us. Yeah. Because what does that look like if you and all of us, right? Once we blow up and we make it to this place or we continue to blow up, let me even say not once because we are already there. But once we get to this place where we're on this high praise value network or whatever you want to call it or our or, or platform, and you say something, you know, I know you, I look back in six years, you having this conversation and all of a sudden we, we build a con we build a connection and you know something personal about me. And let's say, for instance, you say something just to make a joke out of it. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to slap you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to pull you to the side and say, hey, bro, mm -hmm. you know me, mm -hmm. dog, you know me for six years. Talk to don't don't man don't you ever do that in front and make me feel humiliated bro because you, you know how much we've been through right that's how i would have handled yes, it sir. so i think for me personally again that's how to handle the situation i think wrong is what, wrong what do you think you think chris rock did well on his uh on his side as far as how he responded he did better than me hell yeah he did better than me you know what i'm saying so at the end of the day we talk about the yeah. humble stepping to see your greatness i would have right. stepped into a great ass ass with yeah, that that you know what i'm saying so <laughs> for me personally he did better than me yes sir but i think as a man of 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 so much we talk about <laughs> discipline and composure. Yeah. Whew, yeah. He displayed he displayed that. Yeah. Hey, hats off to that. Sure, but, uh, <laughs> he did that. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> I um I'm from the South. Yeah. And I think there's this this thing, this word my wife likes to use chauvinistic when you sort of trying to impose the yeah, middle. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right, right. And you yeah. know this this is where I'm from. I work yeah. on it. Yeah. I work on it. And I think in a relationship you know, once you agree to this relationship, there needs to be positions. In the mm -hmm. military, there's a fucking captain and there's a lieutenant. 100%. You know what I'm saying? There's a sergeant, there's a lance corporal, blah, 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 blah. 100%. Yes, 
I feel in that relationship, it's not really established who's who. No. Of course it's not. No. I'm a big I'm a big energy person. Yes, sir. And I don't know them, but I know looks. You know what I'm saying? I know the looks that that I see coming from Mm -hmm. and that they're not the right looks. Like my wife's not gonna look at me a certain way. No. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? No. No, those the looks that no. It's different. You know? They no. got something different going so, on over yeah, there, man. So I'm just like, hmm. But she laughed though. Yeah, but you want to speak on it. We're gonna spend too much time on no, this. No, she, no, it's gonna be quick with me. He said enough. <laughs> he said he said a lot of shit like perfect for me. Right. Will Smith was he was totally wrong. He could have. That's his boy. That was his man. He could have waited and could have pulled. It. He could have walked right. up there and said, "Hey, man, I appreciate." It. He could have right. did that right there on the spot right. if he wanted to. Yeah. Right. But he could have and he could have wanted to check him on the spot, check him. But he know I'm good enough that he could have did that later. Right. You know what I'm saying? And 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 for the fact that if you're going to react like that, then what was the laugh for? We get your ass up and go react like that. That's yeah, my reaction. Yeah. If I'm going to do that, then I'm going to get out right from the jump. It wouldn't have been funny for two seconds. Right. But he was wrong. Chris Rock is a G. Playing it hands down. Yeah. He, he did it better than me because I yeah, boop popped right. him up in the head with that microphone. <laughs> bang, bang, bang with the microphone or something. He should have not. Like, but he did yeah. that for our And that was, again, for our people, that was a great thing not to respond. Because they would have expected it. If the shoes would have been flipped and two white dudes would have been doing that, it would have been different. Right. But Will Smith, he was totally wrong for that. Jada, yep. wrong. Yep. There, he's a comedian. His job is to make jokes. That's, that's it. What, that's the point of what he does. That's it, period. He's, he, he, it's his art. You just solidified it. It's his art. And he's on a platform to display his art. Right. Just like you go on screen and display all the movies you are, you're mm-hmm. not truly I am legend in character, right. but you know what? That's your art, right. right? Like, so where within that art of Chris Rock, of him displaying that and making a joke, it makes it okay for you to go up and say, you know what? I'm going to slap you in the face. That's literally telling you that I disrespect, I, I completely disrespect you. So mm-hmm. obviously there's a lot of stuff going on in that relationship. A lot. This red table talk where she's sitting down. A lot. Talking. I mean, yes. Your business shouldn't be out on the table like that. For sure. That's not how yeah. we do that. So that's a whole other dynamic. Yeah. I mean, what they, what they say, they got to, you know, they're, they're famous, they're rich and famous, yeah. and they don't really have any privacy or some shit like that. Yeah. That's yeah, how they're they going it, at it. That's but on them. That's why There's I a lot of people rich and famous that got privacy. Right, right. So, 100%. Right, right. So, 100%. What, okay. What about this latest uh, racial attack? What was that? New York? That Buffalo, Buffalo, yeah, that Buffalo. Buffalo out there. Yeah. Man, that, that was crazy. That, 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 How, why it's so crazy? It's just, well, it's just well, no, the no, next no. one. No, 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 for me, yeah, absolutely. I think it hit home for me, obviously, going to school in upstate mm-hmm. New York. Right. Uh, having people that's in Buffalo that I know that I'm close with um, that are white and black. Did, did, you, did you feel numb to it? I didn't. Did you react to it as long as you think you should have, or did you was like, oh, okay, and moved on? I don't think there's a perfect explanation for that. I think right, but I think this is and this is my opinion, okay. right? Like, I've been seeing violence for a long time, right? In my life, mm-hmm. seeing people get murdered for a long time in my life, right? My own best friends, my father, right? Like, I've seen that. I think social media obviously has created a norm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Around, it's some shit around, 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 around fatalities. Yeah. Around yeah. fatalities. It's yeah. a norm around fatalities now, right? It's normal to say, hey, another group of people are dead. Black people are dead, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's easy to report on it. It's just let me go ahead and vulture more stories, mm-hmm. right? And so that's what I'm seeing from it. Where I say it hit home for me is because I went to school in upstate New York. I went to Syracuse, which is about two hours from Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And 
knowing people that are out there and knowing where that tops is. I know top supermarket. Yeah. I literally talked to my wife and I said, man, that was at tops. We used to go to tops in Syracuse all the time. Mm -hmm. Now, why it hit home and the reaction hits home for me, because again, it goes back to that could have been somebody I knew or that could have been me. Mm -hmm. I could have been in that connection. Mm -hmm. and so, so what are we sad about? We're sad about the fact that people got killed. We're sad about the fact that there are actually white people that feel like they should go kill black people no, like I that. I think we sad that, I think the fact that we sad that, that this shit point. happens, that it happens, period. That's that all I'm saying. It's so sad that no matter the race, it's sad that people do this shit. And right. then it always happened in places where they don't have the gun law. A lot of times it's happened, it happened in places where they don't have a gun law, where people ain't, they can't carry. The sad thing about this uh, recording is that it took place the Sunday before the uh, the massacre in Texas, and it, I mean, it was pretty much what we talked about. It, we, we were just sitting and waiting for the next incident to take place, and unfortunately, it took place exactly where we thought that it wouldn't. So I just wanted to make note that that this recording took place slightly before the incident in Texas, and our prayers are to the families. We now proceed. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because right. if somebody walk up in a place where they can carry, right. they know in Texas, go ahead and shoot in Texas. Right, exactly. Somebody right there got a gun too. Right. See, yep. that kind of shit happens, but you can't take now. We can't say, hey, California don't got a gun law. So look, let's make, let's make uh, they can carry in California now. They're not going to know how to act around here. See, these kids in Texas and Colorado and places like that, they grow up with this. So right. a gun is nothing special. Right. Out here in places that don't have it, if they make a make it gun laws legal, then right. it's gonna be worse. You know what I'm saying? Because they're not gonna know how to react. Everybody I, gonna be happy. I do feel that if it was in a situation or a place like you said, like Texas, has there been a mass shooting in no, Texas? I don't, yeah, I, I don't it, think it, so. it, it will be less likely yeah. to happen. Yeah. Because first off, this is a fucking cowardly act. Yep, first off. For sure. No, for sure. For you to walk into a supermarket yeah. or a church and for sure. And, and unload. And then I saw a scene, I know you can't believe everything you saw on social media, but he was he ran up on somebody behind the counter and it was a white guy. He was like, oh, I'm sorry. Mm. And then proceeded to go ahead and kill more black people. Mm -hmm. They're like, that's crazy to um, me, um, uh, Unfortunately, we live in this shit. Right. And it's been going on for a long time. Right. Unfortunately. Right. And that's why when I look at these things that ha that's happening, I'm going to just say it, excuse my yeah, French, yeah. the fucked up part about it mm -hmm. is that it happens so frequently that it's just, it's a part of our history and our future. Mm -hmm. We can have these conversations and talk about them every single day. Over and over again. Over and over again. I find myself every year talking about a racial attack or some racial injustice or somebody getting killed here or the police doing whatever. This shit is so ingrained in our in our country, mm -hmm. that they are creating this desensitization around it. Mm -hmm. Because everybody is vulturing for stories around it because you know why? That's our history books now. Instagram is our fucking history book. Yes, it is. It's our history book. Let me go back into the archives and show you what's actually happened. Let me go back to what Sean King was talking about on his pages. Let me, let me show you what's happening in Kenshaw. Let me show you all these things, right? And, and and I talk so passionately about these things because this shit is just starting to get in a place where I feel personally, is there even a 
a, 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 a way to solve this yeah, problem. Solution. Is it a solution? Is it a solution to it? Ain't it? No solution. I don't right? think it is, bro. Or is it just like I gotta really react? You to... know, I, I think sometimes. Or can we have metal detect metal detectors in, sc- in stores? But that's gonna have people taking long as hell to get in. But that's too much, right? I, I think sometimes that <laughs> this is crazy, man. Ah oh, man, I lost my thought. Where was I going? Ah, I lost the thought. But let me get you since you lost your okay. thought quick. Is a is a uh, what you call it? Um, a, it's like a fad, man, for the for the for the white people because they, they go to they're doing all the shooting. Remember, we was young, Columbine. Right. That was like the first real like mass shooting like that I remember. We was young. You, we, you was young. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm all, you, you, well, we was young. Yeah. <laughs> but no, no, no. But listen, but that was and then remember after that, more school shootings came around. Social media here. The guy that shot in Buffalo, that ain't the first store that shot up. It was the people that did that in another place too. Walmart had it, other places had it too. These kids are seeing it and people posting it. Somebody home doing it. I blame it on some of these parents who don't check on their kids, who don't be worried about them, and just let them do what they do. But this stuff right here is something that, he was inspired by somebody doing that shit. Yeah, he had the other guy's name written on his wife. Yeah. So tell me this, you think they do this for the, the, the to be famous, popular? Get, yeah, yeah. So I was saying the first thing they should do when somebody does this is take away their name. Yeah. Give them a number. Don't have nobody repeating your name over and over again on the media. Yeah. Because that's 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 kind of empowering to a crazy yes, it person. Is. Yeah. So give them a number. First yeah. off, we're not gonna respond to you as your name. Your yeah. name will not go down in history. Yeah. You don't have a name anymore. Yeah, call you, yeah. 33 you just have something. fucking number. Yeah. So that will take away from what you're trying to. What, Cause like the martyrs are the ones that used to blow themselves up or you know blah blah blah. And they, you know, but I'm saying that's one of the first things I thought. These kids or these people are doing this because they they think their name's gonna live on or school down in the history books. Mm-hmm. This white man did this for his, his white people. Mm-hmm. Take his name away. Mm-hmm. Take the names away. Don't give them that that power that that media and social media and, and the coverage that's gives. The, yeah, that's you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So that's one of the first steps you need to do. Mm-hmm. As far as that we talking about solutions because. You had to have done it because you was trying to get a rise out of somebody. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. It's been just too many. Um, it's just been too many stories, it, man. It's, it's, it's and, just a cycle, and it's a cycle, and yeah. it's happening. You know, we get six months, we yeah. get nine so months, another six months, and we get we, we expected another. One. You, yep. you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. like it, it, it's it's turning to an expectation. Right. But I think I'm gonna even go deeper than that, right? Because that community, that's not my problem, right? My community is our problem. And I think on the flip side, we talk about social media and we talk about all this, all this about killing and taking names is what happened when a rapper posts or somebody says, man, my boy just got killed. All these rappers getting killed, too. Mm-hmm. These rappers is getting killed daily, left and right, left and right from us, from us. Now, listen, I understand it's two different things. I'm not I'm, I'm not I'm not arguing that. But mm-hmm. what I worry about is what are we doing to change us, too? Right, because we got a hand in this shit too. Okay, and we got, and, and that's not to make it again. I'm trying to make controversial. Just wanted to more so bring enlightenment to that sure. because on social media we posting the same shit. Lil Kiki just got killed, or right, you right. know, so this we, dude just got killed. So, so we talking about rappers right now killing each other, and the lyrics that they speak in these songs that's supposed to be for entertainment. Yeah, Jay Z just assisted some type of bill being passed in New York where mm-hmm. the rapper's lyrics can't be used against them in court. Yeah. I think that's kind of not being responsible mm-hmm. because if you want to live this lifestyle and talk about it and be about it, then you should be able to 
live up to the fucking consequences that come with it. Mm -hmm. I know you're going to say, ah, well, actors shoot up people in movies and that ain't real. But That's I don't know. It's, it's kind of, it, it's, I know they're going to say a rap song yeah. is just a song. But, but, but I think that music and the way you yeah. listen to music is different than the way you look at a movie. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe <clears throat> the younger kids... They're more influenced by, by the music. Yeah, because that's like somebody that you, you, yeah. you know. I see Al Pacino on the screen. That ain't me. Yeah. But if I hear fucking Kodak Black, you know, that's. That's, that's us. You yeah. know, so he just did that. And he's still alive and he's still mm -hmm. rapping about it. Mm -hmm. I, you know, so I don't really know if I, I'm a big fan of that bill being passed uh, and the rappers not being held more accountable for what they say. I'm for sure with that. Um, honestly, because it's already they talk reckless now. And everything's about killing people and doing stuff. Ain't nobody got nothing positive. So ops, with yeah. that, yeah, ops is all about the ops. Nobody got a real inspiring. It's only a few artists that you could really name that's kind of inspiring. And we lost Nipsey. So that, that really hurt a lot of stuff. That hurt us a lot. You know what I'm saying? We lost DMX. That hurt us a lot. But these young guys, man, when they do something, some of them rapping about shit they really did. And a lot of them got locked up for doing that stuff. You see, and the only, you know, all these young boys, they're going to tell on each other anyway. So as soon as one get caught saying something in the song, it's going to be connected to this song and right. that song by Jay-Z doing that. And if it get passed and everything, or did it get passed? Should it got passed? The, well, if it, it, if it yeah. get passed, it's, these kids going to get gonna worse. They're yeah. going to say, they're going to be really rapping about what they did. What they, they did. And they're going to tell you, and then you're going to find out the murder was just like they said it in there, but you got to throw that away. Right. So ain't no way in hell that that shit go by. So you're not being held accountable for your actions. No, I, I'm not a big fan. Nah, of that. that don't mean no, no right. because I can't go around and talk about all the shit that I did in the past and then not expect any consequences. Right, mm -hmm. that, right. That, that's how I look at it. You, you know what I mean? At the end of the I can day, I say the worst shit. You can, can say, say the worst shit in the world. I can you say can. the worst shit yeah. in the world. Yeah. You know what I'm and saying? Really so mean it though. And really just, mean it. Just so you get likes and sell albums. So you can. Yeah. But again, that's what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. This is reflective of our culture. Yes, it is. That's what I'm talking about. We control the media. We control all the, and when I say control, I mean our content, not the back behind the scenes. Our content of what we give to people and distribution companies, they control that, right? We, but we control what we give them. Mm -hmm. And we're feeding them. Hold on, hold on. I understand what you're trying to say, but this media thing, it's, it's, it's a whole nother machine. No, I, I get it. But what I am saying, again, there's a behind the scenes and there's people that are controlling the media. But what I am saying is that the content in which that we create, the media capitalizes off of our content. Yes. That we create. We and hold the keys and, to and, it. And if we don't create it, they'll create it. How though? The story is not going to be as transparent. You think a person, you think, you think another man can tell your story better than you? I think that Hell, no. <laughs> nobody can tell. Nah, nah. Okay, so you saying we need to stop telling this story? No, what I'm what I'm what I'm saying is that at the end of the day, that bill is saying tell your story, tell your story. We just gonna monetize more off of it. Right. Mm -hmm. Tell cool. Tell you. Tell me how many people you didn't kill. It might pass anyway. You know why? Don't pass? tell me. I'm I'm gonna <laughs> accept it. I'm going to accept it with open mm -hmm. arms. Because it's just like a good film. I can sit there and watch it and I can listen to it all damn day. Because mm -hmm. it's not a world that I'm exposed to. Mm -hmm. Why do you think so many people are so gravitated to our stories? Mm -hmm. Nobody's gravitated to the... They gravitated to self-made. They gravitated yep. to that, right? Mm -hmm. They gravitated to somebody that say, damn, I used to sell dope back in the day. And then all of a sudden, I didn't convert it to a big-time business mogul. And now all of a sudden, I'm a multi-billionaire. That shit is more exciting mm -hmm. there's someone coming in and say man my mom handed me down a whole bunch of different stock options or dad handed me down a whole bunch of different nobody's selling that right mm -hmm. 
This shit sound good, but nobody's selling that. This shit is good. It is good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm setting my crowd. I'm, I'm creating my son future like yeah, that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But, but, but again, I think what I was saying about the content perspective is we need to control our content and understanding that we're pushing a narrative down to the younger generation for them to understand what's acceptable in their hoods. I get it. I grew up in a hood. I know what's going on. I grew up in a crip neighborhood. Two streets down was a blood neighborhood. Mm -hmm. I know what it's like. I understand it, but at the end of the day, it will be, I will be remiss not to talk about the positive shit of that course. is happening in my life of now, yeah. outside yeah. of just focusing on all the negative shit to sell a story. Speaking mm -hmm. of that, right? I don't mean to cut you off, no, man, you but, good. but like we said, we lost Nipsey. So in, the, in that process, you listen to the album, he giving kids and people life. He breathing life to us, how to make a million dollars while you're young. Come on, now, like, hold on even, even though my fault, even though he's still saying like these rappers, they just kill, kill, kill. Even though he do talk about killing and stuff a little yeah, bit. Yeah, there were stages with Nipsey. He yeah. grew into the man. Yeah, he had to grow yes. into that yeah. part. Yeah. But even when he was on that last album that we got from, he still gave, even though he was on his gangbang shit, yep. he still inspired us. That he, he made you forget you driving sometimes. You put on blue laces and you forgot you was driving. You what? thought you was in the car. Like, yo, what? you know what I'm saying? So these dudes don't really do that like that too much. And the ones that do, they don't really get them that outlet to go. It's guys out there that got music like that, but they don't give them the outlet to go. And the ones that, like King Von, let's talk, let's hear say King Von. I was just talking to a young kid the other day. I said, man, King Von is just, he's, he was a, 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 a pawn for these guys. He talked about killing people every song. Right. And what happened to him right away? He got killed. I said, y'all young boys don't really understand the energy y'all bring to yourself. The <laughs> hardest thing to do is stay out the way. The right. easiest thing to do is have a problem. Man. And then all y'all going to do is go out there and y'all talking all this shit like y'all the only ones with guns. Yo, half of these rappers is chumps. And then y'all sit there and y'all believe them. And then you go out in these streets and think that it's like that. No, buddy, right. just because you got a gun, do it over there, do too. And right. you judge books by their color. Cover, because you think that Oh, that old dude over here, like he a sucker, or this young guy right here, he dressed like a buster. I ain't worried about him. But no, it's not like that. This is the streets, brother. You don't know what that dude is doing. And I think there, you just hit the nail on the head, bro. There's a huge disconnect between the streets and the media, mm -hmm. and what's actually real, mm -hmm. what's fabricated, and what's not. There's mm -hmm. a huge distinction. Hell yeah. Coming from where we come from, we know what the streets Hell look yeah. like. I know what it's like for my cousins to go at the top of the cereal box, at the top of the fridge and go pull a whole mm -hmm. bunch of cocaine out of it. I seen that with my own eyes. Right. These kids not experiencing nope. that shit. They don't know what that looked like, nope. right? But you know what? The music is telling them that they know what it looked like, and now they're giving them the power to say, man, I can go and kill me somebody. That part right there. Let me go, let me go kill somebody. Yep. Now I can go kill me somebody, because this mm -hmm. shit's sweet. Right. This shit's sweet out here, but then what they ha what happened? When they get a gun and they go into somebody and they run into a real wreck? It's a wrap. It's a wrap. Yep. Either they gonna get killed or they gonna kill somebody and regret it the rest of their life. Exactly. And, their life and now they locked up. For I life. Gotta, I gotta, I, and, 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 and this is the last story I share. I know a dude I grew up with, and um, when, I moved to, when I moved to Palmdale, my 11th grade year, I was 16 years old. Never forget this. And Palmdale was nothing but Caucasian mm -hmm. at the time. This yeah, is when yeah. Palmdale was on the rise to become like, you know, more black people's living out. This is before the Section 8 had moved everybody from Nixon Gardens to Lancaster. It was just low key, right? Everybody, it was nobody out there. And I'll never forget this dude, man, and I won't name his name, um, but I'll never forget this dude. I met him when I was playing football and he would listen to all this gangster rap music all the time. He was a mixed kid, right? He had a white mom, black dad. And 
he would always ask me questions about, man, what it's like to live in a hood, man. Talk to me about it, right? And I'm thinking, okay, he just want to know where I'm from. Cool. And we talking through it. Cut a long story short, we've transferred a couple of years. I come back. He end up coming and encounter with some dudes from a hood from L.A. called Shotgun. He end up coming and encounter with them. He end up getting put on the set. He's a game banger now. Mm -hmm. He's a game banger. I want to be a part of this crew, right? So now all of a sudden he riding with these guys or whoever they are. Yep. They get a robbery, they kill a couple of folks. He's on the scene. Mm -hmm. He now gets taken in. Yep. For attempt murder and murder. Right? So now he got two cases on him. He 19, 20 years old. Yeah, a and I'm talking about he lived mm -hmm. good. Nice house, mom's dad, great job, investments, everything. Just found out, one of my guys that's a CEO, just found out that that dude doing 21 years to life. Yep, that's that shit. Because right he wanted to, he was feeling intrigued about right the there. life. Right there. Y'all not connected to that. Why y'all? The dudes that's connected, we trying to get up out, out of that shit. <laughs> Talk to like, me, man. Bro, I ran, I ran so damn fast when my mom said, look, we leaving. I said, you know what? It's hurt because from a football, I wanted to say yeah. that. I said, you yeah. know what, Miles? I believe in your decision. Hell yeah. Right. We up out of there. We gone. Get out of that shit, man. So we uh yeah, we 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 we've we've left that. Yeah, we we're not we're not talking about that no more. <laughs> hey, but let me say let me say one more thing real fast about what you said. Cause that, that shit you just said at the end with the with the with the kid that had the good life, you I'm gonna tell you this. Yeah. Number one thing suburb areas got more uh, hood niggas than the hood ones do so <laughs> that's, that's the crap i been on the suburbs i'm like yo these motherfuckers out here like they they act like they got it bad as shit <laughs> they hustling and shit i got i see little young boys selling coke i'm like yo your mom and your dad got a job i'm like what you like i knew i knew my cousins and my brothers and them did that shit you know at the time i did it too you know what i mean right. selling drugs and shit like we trying to get by but it's like, come on, dog. It was survival. You were survival mode. But y'all got it good. Y'all and and, and and the rap they listen to really got these kids pumped. Like you'll go to one of these preppy little schools and you see these kids walk around, they walk around, and you like, what the fuck? Like, and you see their parents, you like, and they pull up in a, a nice car. I'm like, yo, my mom was pulling up in a, a squad or like a putt putt, you know Man, what I'm saying? A bucket. And we trying to make it happen. We eating hot dogs cut up in the beans, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. And these kids is nowadays, I swear, all the suburb kids are the are the ones that's going to jail for life at e 17. Even, even more reason these rappers need to be held accountable. Exactly, for sure. That part. I'm sorry. <laughs> you got these suburb kids on my what up slime. Let's get back to fitness. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's, let's go, go man. Let's go. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's still a little darker side of fitness because we got a lot of bodybuilders that that, that that have passed away in the past couple of years. Yeah. You know, and I think it's a cardiac thing, the heart. Yeah. yeah. So what are your thoughts on that? I mean, Supplements. I, I guess it's like uh live like a lion or a dog like Supplement, a supplements you think it's the supplements that do it I think it's not the stresses not the workouts yeah. I, I say it's supplements man all these dudes want to be buff so bad that they take supplements <laughs> so real steroids or whether it's either testosterone or even like every time you like we talked about it we seen people on instagram all day and we be like oh this motherfucker they they ripped up come to find out they be on their next you know next video next video you see they like they taking a the powder they taking this promoting that they doing all this stuff ain't nobody really natural i mean you know, I know you. I've been knowing you forever. You like a, a cartoon figure. You you like a, a like what they call them a unicorn. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying. Thank so, you. but but honestly, man, but we talk about this stuff because 
I really believe is the supplement. These people don't want to do the hard work like running. Right. They don't want to do the cardio part of the dread of working out. They don't want to do that. They don't want to eat right for real. No they want to eat right sometimes. Nope. You know what I'm saying? So yep. they take the shortcuts. But in the long run, them damn shortcuts catch up to you. Right. If you do everything natural and you be real to yourself, I ain't saying don't take vitamins. Right. I ain't saying don't take your little your little vitamins and things you need and eat right. If you're you taking right. a fucking pre-workout and it's giving you the jitters, that's not right. That's not that's real. Not, yeah. No, if it's making you feel like yeah, if it's giving you the jiggers and making it feel like your sugar content right. is dropping or it's, it's, it's exceeding above, it's not right. Mm -hmm. They don't know shit about sugar. They don't know All shit. they know is they're tired. They, they need to pre workout. Exactly. Go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Get more rest. Yeah. It's funny, man. Like, I'll tell them, and this is a part of my story. So, and y'all can't see it under this sweater, but a boy is swole, right? <laughs> but I lost 100 pounds, right? And I was 340 when I came out the league. Mm -hmm. And people asking me, man, what, what would you take? You was taking fat burners? You was taking this. I'm like, bro, I worked. Put in the work. I was running four or five mm -hmm. miles a day. I was work. I was putting in the work. I was eating the right things. I was eating clean. I'm natural. Mm -hmm. I wanna. I, I wanna feel good. Yeah. At the end of the day, that shit gonna make you look good. But if you don't feel good, then what's gonna happen? Somebody said this man on uh, on something I was listening to, and it said, people treat their body like cars. They okay. put turtle wax on the outside, <laughs> but then in the inside of their guts. It looked like it's beat up. Yep. Somebody then pulled up all the seats. They got cloth leather. Mm -hmm. They over here rolling a, 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 a GLE 350 on the outside, but the inside looked like a Pinto. No <laughs> yep. seats or nothing. Yep. But I'm like, man, are you actually taking care of internally your body, flushing out your system? But also, are you understanding your body? You so committed to everything externally. And that's why I'm thinking a lot of people are, are passing away to supplements. You bring up a good point because these dudes, I've been hearing dehydrating themselves. Right. Because they're trying to get that fucking look. Yeah. That, that grainy look. Yeah. And you already depleted. You already got yeah. all the water out of your body that you can get out and then you taking it to the next level. And you think your shit's supposed to still function like it's Not supposed to function? But see, that comes back to, you know, whether you want to live like a lion or, or like a sheep. I mean, if this is what you do, how much are you willing to give to, to do it, to be mm -hmm. the greatest? for me. You, you got just, just stay. You gotta stay natural, man. It's just stay dedicated. They understand. Like we said, it go back to everybody wants something tomorrow. Yeah. Everybody wants them looks tomorrow. A lot of these dudes, they was working out, but they couldn't get the results they wanted because they wanted it tomorrow. I, I was talking to to my neighbor. You know, I meet her at the bus stop. We're dropping off the kids, and she was like, "I, I got a quick question. What's what's calorie deficit again?" I was like, it's you giving your body less calories than it yeah. needs to stay the same. You mm -hmm. just come off some of the calories. Mm -hmm. But but think about this, I told her. I was like, you ain't fucking 25. There we go right there. You mm. ain't 25. <laughs> and half the shit you're looking at on Instagram ain't real. No. Why are you chasing that? No. That's not your greatness yeah. to no. look like you did when you was fucking 25. No. What are you good at? Yeah. Focus on that. Mm. Now be healthy. Go to the doctor. Make sure your blood pressure, cholesterol, all that shit is good to go. And if it's not, fix that. But why are you worried about looking like you fucking on, on, on Instagram model? Why are you worried about that right now? No, it's funny. It's, it's you funny. married. You got kids. Why is that your focus? It's funny. All right. It's funny you say that because my wife and I, we joke all the time, man. Shout out to my beautiful wife, man. Um, she, we, we, we joke all the time about it because my wife literally is just blessed proportionally, right? Okay. Like. She's just blessed, right? She got a body, like how they say, what's T-Pain say? She got a body of a goddess, right? Uh -huh. Like, and it's natural, right? And I laugh at her because she always, she on Instagram and she'll show me a fitness woman. And she's like, see, I want to look like this. And I say, look, all right. I say, first off, baby, look at her belly button. 
You know, mm -hmm. they see all these little small belly buttons and you know they got the BBLs or mm -hmm. whatever. Now, granted, look, if a girl want to do something or whatever, listen, I'm not against it. I, I understand. What's you a wanna, BBL? Uh, so it's a Brazilian butt lift. Okay. So okay. what they do is they, they, they take out, the, they transfer the fat to the booty. And, and to the butt, right? And so to lift them up and make them look, you know, a little bit more good in, in, in pants, right? Mm -hmm. they, they, they make, it, it upscale them a little bit. And uh, I laughed and I was laughing at my wife. I'm like, man, you, you, I said, babe, never chase what these people are are doing unnaturally and you got it natural. Right. I said, they they can look like this on Instagram, like to your point, but they paying for it. For sure. They paying for it with money. I said, you and guys- they gonna pay for that shit later, later on. Money. I said, but, but what I'm saying is that they buying they results. Right. Yep. I'm like, you naturally gifted already. Mm -hmm. Earning yours. You can, you earning. You can eat a couple of days right and you straight. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So it's just crazy where how people are going in this fitness world of let me just try to look the best but i'm gonna pay for my body i seen a dude with implants and i said bro y'all got thigh implants yeah bro they got chest I did, implants I, 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 bro, chest implants thigh implants i said bro i cannot believe this what is what is our world coming to we fake bro we, we are fake we are lego man y'all ladies are here they got fake pecs man so instead of people trying to find their greatness. They buying it. And maximize that. They're trying to turn themselves into something else that they're a not. A Barbie doll. Yes. That they're not. Yeah. They want to be they want to be a, they want to be a Barbie doll. They, yeah, they want to get with a Barbie Ken with doll. a big ass. They want to be a Ken doll with a big chest. It's got to do with the chemistry <laughs> and the body and dopamine and all that shit cuz you getting all these likes and you feel good, blah blah blah. You know, I guess that's why you do it. That, I mean, that, no, I guess I was fortunate. Do. I was best to never have to get my um dopamine from people's, you know, cheering me on because I was always you know, my mom gave me enough self confidence to know I was I was good, I was mm -hmm. confident. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That go back, but that go back to the the, the beginning though. Like, yeah, that you you knew you knew what your greatness so was. So what we saying is they're not getting that. They're not they're not getting that from the beginning. That they you know you good. I, they probably here, but they we want, but everybody wants something tomorrow. Everybody want to be fat. So a girl, right? She'll get a fake ass, right? A girl to get a fake ass, and, and what she do? All of a sudden, she want to work out, sweetheart. That's not going to work. You got to know how to work out before you get that ass. Because right. a lot of them getting this fake butt. Like you said, you hit it on the fucking hit it on the nail. You said the ass was good and them pants. So listen, that you just want you just want the look, and then the legs be bony as hell. It don't fit. So right. my thing is this: everybody want that quick turnaround instead of saying, you know what? Let me. How many people really sat down and grinded their ass off for, like you said, you was grinding, you said you was three something? Grinding for like what? You said three years or something like that? I, I, I was on a quest to lose 100 pounds two and a half years. See what I'm saying? But he grinded for two years. He didn't look at, oh, three months from now, I'm going to, uh, no, he looked at, he said, yo, this, this first six months, let me see what I can do. That six months, he probably hit another six months. Yep. Got to a year, he said, yo, fuck it, I'm, I'm already here, let me do another year. Yep. But how many people take that time and say, let me grind this out and see where I get to? Never. They run Never. right to, they run right, because it's so easy, right? It's so easy to go get all this fake stuff, all the fake eyelashes, everything, man. All I gotta do, I gotta say, you gonna, you gonna get that shit done now, you gonna look good for a year. And be angry And later. then it's gonna be garbage, because it's not sure. real, your body's not gonna process the way it's to be processed. You know, so right now they're giving it all so they can get all their likes and get their money up. And I guess they're going to spend all that money later when they got to go to the fucking doctor and get fixed because, you know, they, they, they change the shit. Well, that's, what it's, yeah, that's, that's what it's all about. People found a way to monetize fitness in the industry to upscale it even higher than what has been in the past. Right. right. So what they have been really selling and consumers are buying it is they're selling a facade, right? right sure. And it's selling because there are impressionable human beings in this world that believe that 
Bacon. Sheep. You mean sheep. Yeah, and sheep. Right? But, but the <laughs> thing is, right? But see, us, right? As we're talking, we're not the consumers. We're curators. Mm. We're sitting in something you created. Right. Right? This is what we're sitting in. This is your creation, right? He's sitting in something that he's created. I'm sitting in something that I've created. We have lost this consumer mentality. So it's hard to sway us. Like, you can't sell me. You can't sell mm -hmm. me because I know what, it's, what it is to create and I understand the process. Mm -hmm. A lot of people that want, uh, a lot of people that's easily swayed into the results that they're seeing from these people is because they don't know the process behind the scenes. Yep. So it's the first time of them actually being exposed to, oh, wow, this is interesting. I can get a body like this in six weeks. What do all those infomercials say? Take my <laughs> supplement and you can look like me in six weeks for $19.99. Hey, but we do, we do the same at the back, though. We say for $19.99, but it will cause you will die. You will die tomorrow. So tell me, we're talking about longevity or performance. Which one's first? Which is most important to you? Longevity or performance? Longevity. Longevity. Is that something that you think you say because we're older now? And we're going to focus on like, I think long longevity because the performance is going to get you that longevity. I think the performance that you're going to do, that you put in is going to help you keep it going. You know, right. I think longevity. Because if it's, performance is fine, but if, you ain't, if it ain't going to last, you know, what you're doing it for? You want, you want that, you want something to last. Whatever you're doing, like whatever, whatever you're, 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 your dream or your I guess greatness. what I'm trying to say let, is let me, uh, so I, uh, go ahead. No, okay. I was going to step in today not to cut you off every great boxer is why, why are they great why? because they were able to last for exactly you know, longevity right. so you can perform longer every football player I knew if I was going to get to the fourth quarter and I see the D tackle breathing over himself and I know that he couldn't go another down got him. I got him mm -hmm. I'm about to come off the line and hit your ass so hard mm -hmm. Running back gonna jump right over me. And I got that on film too, by the way, against SC. <laughs> against SC. I got that on yeah, film too. Film. And we can we can we can we can check those records right yeah. in that life stadium. But but it's longevity. Mm -hmm. So condition your body to go longer right. than it is to cause that's cause I'll take a step further. Longevity is what's gonna give you the performance. Mm. Yes, sir. That's gonna give you the performance. So why not have the longevity? And I, I say that, I ask that question because I want I want these young boys to think like I'm training because I want to be able to do this for a while. Yeah. So I ain't going to be doing this stupid shit. I ain't going to be lifting this super heavy weight that's crushing my joints. Yep. I ain't mm -hmm. going to be taking these supplements that's fucking mm -hmm. up my kidneys. Yep. I'm going to try to stay as natural as possible. You know, you got to think longevity. Yes, I know it's kind of hard to think about that when you're fucking 20, 23, 24, because yep. you're talking about right now, you want to yep. go. Yep. But you got to think longevity. And again, like always, we just drop, we just dropping these jewels for these young folks. Yeah. So you can get to where we are a lot quicker than we got there. Absolutely. So longevity, way. longevity over performance. Yes, sir. Longevity is going to get you to performance. Yes, sir. Right. Yes, sir. Okay. okay. Yes, sir. Anything else on longevity performance? Hard work. Let's keep working hard. That's it. Right, right, hard That's work. it, baby. Yeah. Okay. That's it. So, so we all on IG. We've been talking about <clears> that. <throat> Who's your fittest on IG? I know we've seen a little, we can't, we can't pick none of us. We can't pick ourselves. All right, so who you follow on IG who you think is fittest? fittest? Yeah, your fittest on IG. That we worked with? Because I got to work just... with them. I don't give a fuck what they did on Instagram. I got that. <laughs> if I ain't okay. worked out with them, I don't right. care. Okay. So I see some dudes in here doing some stuff, but I, like, right. hey, they, these motherfuckers, like. On Instagram, and, you and do you shit like three reps, so you yeah, good. Yeah, you get with them, and you're like, well, right. what happened, dog? Like, right. I, yeah. I shoot my videos, but I do my 10 to 12 or 10 to 15, whatever. I do right. mine. Right. You might did three. So the, the, the fittest, I'm going to be right. Since I can't use you, and I never worked out with you, yep, I know yep, you get busy. But we can't use nobody in the room, and I can't use my man because he in the room too. So, <laughs> so um, I must say, for me, 
It got to be two people, man. It got to be out of, because I, I work with my boy Mike, man. I'm going to be real. My boy okay. Mike Bradshaw get busy. I don't care what nobody say. Like, I worked with that dude. Like, right. we work out. So he get busy. I'll give Mike uh, Bradshaw a bunch of love on that What's one. his IG tag? Uh, it's, it's Mike Bradshaw Sr. on Instagram. Okay. So at Mike Bradshaw Sr. on Instagram, check him out, man. He get busy with Team Trainheart. And then I, I could say uh, another, I got one more, man, because it was a tough one. My boy, uh, my boy Luther. Uh, okay. Uh, Soul of a Man Fitness on Instagram. Luther okay. get busy. He got that. He, he like a. I don't want to say what he is because every time I mess up, I know he high in ranking. Right. I think he was a. I think he like a. Is a commander high in ranking? Like he he a big dog. I don't know what he is, but he a big dog. So I don't want to mess up because last time I messed up, I threw him. I threw him low. He's okay. like he's like bro. I, I make, <laughs> he said he make the rules. Right. So I'm like all right. So but, so he in the military. That's what you there say. There you go. So Soul of a Man Fitness. Find him and find Mike Bradshaw Senior on Instagram. Man, I'm telling you, these two guys. Okay, and so they're the, real, they're the real deal when real it comes deal. to fit. Since okay. I can't use my man T, oh, my man Lou. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> so who you got, Fitness on IG? Uh, Fitness on IG for me, you know, it's crazy because I push out content on IG, but I rarely consume okay. on IG. Okay. But I say when I do go to IG and I consume information who I look because I feel like our journeys are so much similar, mm -hmm. um, but he's just really extreme, though, right. with his journey, it's David Goggins for me. Wow. Um, oh, yeah, he tough. David Goggins Super for me tough. is by far the fittest. And I think not even from a physical standpoint, from a emotional, mental standpoint, he's fittest. Now, what he shows on Instagram, he shows a very fit display and aura, which I'm like, wow. But I think he resonates with me because obviously the challenges that he put out, Hell yeah. he's doing them. <laughs> He's doing them with the people that's doing them, right? Uh, I think his weight loss journey, it was just like myself, right? Yeah. Like, if people see before pictures of me and then they see me now, they're like, okay, I get it, yeah. right? So I think for me, I would go with David Goggins for Man, sure. That's Man. a beast-ass pick, too. He a monster. Yeah, he a monster. I love that dude. He a hey, monster. He a monster, <laughs> man, because he just do things where... I would never like. I never knew what an ultra marathon was yeah, until like, I started to look into what it was, right. and I started to see like, wait, this dude ran a hundred miles. That's ridiculous. This dude biked. This dude swam. Was the pull this up joint he did. Pull up. Uh, he did. Uh, what is it? Thousand, thousand in a day. Or thousand, in a, thousand in a day. I mean, I read his book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you can't. You can't yeah, 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 you can't hurt me. Like right. I, I read that as well. Like I mean, but That's it's amazing. But I would say for me, he's a fitness for sure. One hundred percent. He's opened that. my eyes to fitness in a whole nother way. I can give you that. Than all the other guys that I think that we all we already talked about earlier on the yeah. podcast that's paying for <laughs> their results. Right. He's showing me that you know he's just putting in the hard work. That's it. I mean that's that's a hard one in the top. Um, we had a question earlier in the podcast where I was asked. I, I guess you guys answered it. I didn't. What was your uh, most challenging physical and mental challenge? Yeah, yeah. And I was gonna say my most challenging physical challenge was David Goggins four by four by forty eight. I did that's, that. Uh, what the hell? Yeah, I did yo, that. I did yo, that a year ago. Yeah, that went crazy. And, uh, I mean, I, I'm a military. I'm a Marine guy, yeah, so yeah. I done done some tough shit. And to, second to the Marine Corps is the four by four by forty eight. As far as my my physical challenges. But that's uh, four miles every four hours for forty eight hours. hours. Yeah. So realistically, <laughs> your body's Jeez. not built. Your body's not made to, to do on. that. So at, at the last couple of levels, you really start to get fucking. Mentals. You know. Yeah. You like. You don't got enough sleep. So now you got to continue to push through it because I'm I'm the type of person I finish it. Yeah. So no matter what happened at that point, those last eight to twelve hours was gonna get done mm -hmm. if I had to walk those motherfuckers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that was one of the most challenging physical activities I've done, speaking about David Goggins, which is, that's a fucking unicorn, once in a lifetime. No, for unicorn, sure, he yeah, is. So, so here's the thing though, David Goggins is a bad motherfucker, but David Goggins is good at speaking as well. 
No, for but sure. That's, but that's why I said Yeah, because it's so, a motherfucker. So, that's, yeah. why, so yeah. that's why I preface it that way, right? Because I'm a motivational speaker. For those that don't know, obviously, and I introduced myself to it earlier now that I look back, but, you know, I speak. I speak motivationally, right. I'm inspiration. I'm in, I'm, in the, I'm, in the, I'm in the job in the world of inspiration. Like, that's my job. And I look to other people to be inspired. Right. And a lot of these speakers, just like fitness, right? We have a lot of speakers that are selling a, fa a story. They're selling a facade, right. right? They're not truly speaking about what they've been through. They're just speaking to get a reaction, right? right? So cool. But with David Goggins yeah. and why I kind of draw my alignment to him a lot and I look for him only for inspiration on the speaking end too, right. is because he would say something and he will show you exactly right. what he's saying and, that shit is and he will yeah. also have somebody else on the journey to validate what he's saying to be true right. that he's done right so like for me i'm like okay don't tell me show me don't tell me show, show me, me yeah. you know i started my you know i started a, a, a line big ass jogger and it was basically around being your biggest self at whatever you do and it was for people that just wanted to feel inspired to run crawl walk and jog two miles a day and i used to post videos inspirational videos of me on mile three running just oh, yeah, like, yeah, you know, know you know so yeah. it's just like and, and i used to show people in that process i'll post after i'm run like hey here's here's it you got a 255 pound man running 823 pace of mm -hmm. of, of, a, of, a, of a mile right? right and then i ran a half marathon and i had people run a half marathon with me now i'm about to run my full my first full in december so it's like show me right. and that's why i say david goggins he's just most alignment because he definitely shows me right. in my space right um, that's very unattainable for most people. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, if you want to, yeah. you know, be more attainable, but David Goggins beef, no, hands down, definitely much respect. I think Kevin Lowe, you know, Kevin Lowe. Ooh, that's awful, man. That's, that's, that's my fittest. That's a good one, no. That's that, a good one. Because I think he's like a total package. Yeah. Speed, strength, yeah. flexibility. Yeah. I think he's a total package, and I'm real big on pound for pound, so to speak. Yeah. So uh, uh, Kevin Lowe, IG, you know, most of y'all probably know him already, but that's my fittest on IG, and that's why I think he's one of the fittest, because he's an all-around, uh, pound for pound, great athlete. Awesome. So, uh, okay, um, what are you currently investing in? Because the world's crazy right now with the stock market and all that shit. Yeah. It's just like, wow. Yep. But it's, it's, it's uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's real all the way through. It's, it's you know, everything's down. So you invested in anything right now? You got any little tips or you know yeah. something for somebody? Yeah, what, yeah, what yeah. So um, right now, currently, I'm in a couple of things. So one is real estate for me. That's real. Um, real estate, the, the shit you can touch. That's real, always going. Real, real estate is the number one thing I can touch, and I'm in. I'm, I'm in the. I'm in a multifamily and a duplex game. So okay. for me personally, I'm trying to get you know more than four units, right? Um, nice. What does that look like for me? That's longevity. That's equity building, right? That's sustaining some type of foundation I can pass on to my son mm -hmm. where he can run, right? Um, obviously, there's diff different markets that I'm looking into. Upstate New York, right. um, looking into uh, Raleigh, North Carolina right now for a couple of properties as well. So that's like my main thing. I think on a stock market standpoint, I always call it the trifecta. Um, I look at logistics. When I say logistics, I mean transportation. Mm -hmm. So obviously, you know, transportation, big rigs, all that box trucks, whatever the case may be, whatever you went to, um, and then stocks and then real estate. That's my trifecta. Those are the three things that I invest so stocks, in. stocks, real estate, and, 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 and transportation. Transportation, okay. Yep, yep. Um, and I'll say on the stock world, I'm solely just an index and I do a couple, I'm in this, uh, I'm in clean energy space right now. Okay. So I've been looking a lot into clean energy. I try to invest in things that I know is needed in our world, right? right, right. Uh, so for me personally, I look at clean energy, whereas 
you know, we're going into this world where obviously oil prices are skyrocketing. Mm -hmm. So for me on the back end, looking at oil prices that are skyrocketing, I see that there's a play where people are trying to go more green. They're trying to go into things that makes more efficient for our environment, right? right. That tells me that that's a problem. Mm -hmm. So if there's a problem that's there and companies are trying to solve this, 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 this problem of eco-friendly, there's companies that are being built around that. So right. I'm investing in good companies that support that. Got it. So they'll, those are, those are kind of like my things that I'm investing in overall. Um, but to your point, stock market is, uh, yeah, we don't want to talk about that for the most part. Uh, <laughs> this is the bull market officially. It's no, no, yes. no, bear, bear, officially it's a bear, bear market. market. Yeah. yeah. Everything's on sale. If you want to look at it that way, yep. uh, what goes down must come up, what goes up comes down, blah, yep. blah, blah. So yep. if you got the finances, the resources to play the game, Everything's on sale right now, so go get. And it don't up. take a it don't take a lot to invest. Right. Like we talk, we sit here talk about investing. You got two hundred dollars, three hundred dollars that you're gonna spend on some sneakers. You want the habit too. And exactly. Yeah. If you got two hundred, three hundred dollars spent on some sneakers, you got two hundred, three hundred dollars to put towards a stock that can make you two to three hundred dollars. Right. It's like going back to the consumer mindset versus the curator. Uh, start to create for your future. So yeah, to your point, stocks is one of those things where. Learn about it. It's easy. I would I would encourage, and where I got my start is investopedia.com. Go there, and it'll give you stock trips one-on-one, and then also watch CNBC. And again, the technology for you guys, uh, you know, it's just so simple for you to do every damn thing from the phone. So get involved in the stock market. Uh, this NFT, Bitcoin currency shit oh, is yeah, like new. Yeah. I know it's a little shaky right now, but I don't think it's going anywhere. No, uh, no. Uh, one of the questions I always like to ask is what, what's the last book you read or what's the book you read right now? The last book I read was NFT, the NFT handbook, because mm -hmm. that's that's a big thing. Mm -hmm. The virtual world is coming. Mm -hmm. uh, Zuck, the, the meta, all this stuff, it ain't going nowhere. Yep. So, uh, yeah, that's the type of things I'm invested in. I'm doing a lot of stuff with this, uh, these cryptocurrencies, uh, these NFTs. And I got, you know, the transportation type thing going as well, the real estate. Yep. I'm doing this at 48 years old. I'm speaking to you, so you get on this shit now, okay? Because yeah. yep. time is like that. The sooner you get on it, the sooner you got banked, the sooner you, you know, sitting sit somewhere, talking on the podcast like I'm doing and I'm yes, worried about sir. where your next paycheck coming from. Yes, sir. What you got, Drew? Um, right now, I'm investing in my business, man, investing in um, and my children. Right. Uh, my daughters, you know, they're doing their thing with the track, some of the top in California right now. Uh, congratulations to them. Layla and Zoe going the to Ray the Twins. States. Yeah, they're going to the, the Ray Twins on Instagram, the Ray Twins with a Z. Um, they just made states. So uh, for California, that's huge, you know. Um, and they sophomores, so that's big. Huge. Um, but I'm investing in them and trying to teach them how to do their, well, teaching them how to do their own business so they don't have to worry about mine but if they want mine i'm teaching them how to believe in it you know and i'm investing in me because i used to be scared to invest in myself man i ain't gonna lie every time i'm like oh i want to buy something i'm like ah nah, i won't buy that i won't buy that but now from my business point i'll buy that i'll buy it for the business i know it's gonna help me generate uh more currency for myself and my family um once I catch up with that, then I do want to get into. I do want to try to tap into some real estate and things don't, like that. Don't switch to real estate like no, what no, you said. No, no, I don't want to just switch. I don't say because that shit. Yeah, yeah. We can't overlook that, man. Yeah. Because yeah. that's that's the big. You invested in the fucking kids, kids legacy, yeah. and the family. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I want to. I want to get a. You know, like me, I want to get it. Like I see the building. This is my my vision too. I want to get my own building where I got my stuff and everything like that as well. Right. So you know, people don't be scared to invest in yourself, man. And it's big time. You know, like it's scary, but 
No hey. risk, no reward. You yeah, young, there you go. No you risk, yeah, no risk, no reward. You so know? just go take, hard. Take a couple chances. Yeah, yeah. and um, failing so is part of the process. That part. Yeah. And um, like yeah. I said, building my brand up. You know, my shirts and some clothing that I want to get out Absolutely. and for people like that because I train so many athletes, man, and I know they'll wear it. I know I, I, when I was an athlete, I would like to wear some some yeah. cool stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I yeah. just. And you know, we always supporting Nike and all these other companies and all this stuff and we could do our own thing. You know I, what I'm I saying? I got this funny thought, not to cut you off. No, no, it's all good. But everybody's got a brand these days. Everybody. Everybody. Everybody's got a brand. Mm -hmm. And I've sort of continued to push my brand, mm -hmm. still successful, because this is what I do, it's my passion. Mm -hmm. It's my hobby, so to speak. And you know, I, I always appreciate the I always appreciate the support. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I'm just thinking, like, I know this guy got a brand, this guy got a brand, this guy got a brand. What if we all just made one brand and all put our talent behind that one brand? Mm -hmm. I just see it being able to move so much further, faster, mm -hmm. than everybody working alone in individual. Mm -hmm. For sure. Because that's just where we're at right now. But you got egos in the way. You got, you'll, you'll probably have some people that be like, oh, I'm down for that. I understand They're that's like, part well, of well, he going to make this much money in that. If, if everybody get the egos out the way, that could work. You know what I'm saying? I, I think I that's mind. the way that successful people Hell do yeah. it. I mean, you got to all be behind one, one, one goal. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I know a real ultra successful guy, man. He told me, he sat me down and he said, you know, it's funny because what's wrong with your generation is no one wants to play their role. If I'm on a scene and I understand that that one person is the guy that is going to control the narrative of our space of whatever we're doing, mm -hmm. if I need to go get him water, I'm gonna go get him water. Cause that's my role. Yeah. Right. I'm gonna make sure I'm maximizing on that. And I think to all of our point, to your point especially is, let's get behind one brand and push it, right? But can you get enough people that are trying to get behind that brand and push as that hard. brand and if they are not the guy are they okay with accepting being not the guy mm -hmm. what i mean by that right is that's all subjective being not the guy right you can be the guy that go out and go get the water there's guys behind the camera as we see right now that's the guy that's actually running this entire thing yeah to make sure that this is going so without him this shit in our conversations don't happen right. so i agree with you so again another jewel yeah I know y'all all want to have your own thing, but it's just you, you, you're, you're splitting your resources. You know, you gotta you gotta get behind one thing and, and push it hard. Make that shit big, and then once it's where it needs to be, then you if you decide you want to split off and do your own thing, so be it. But uh, I just I think that's that's uh, that's something that you want to address on your on your path to greatness. For sure. It's just try to you know a lot of y'all do a whole lot of different things, and if y'all come together and push as one, you'll get there a whole lot faster. What's that little saying like? If you want to get there fast, go alone. But if you want to get, if you want to go far, further, you go together. Yes. Yeah. yeah, some yes. African proverb, yes. something like that. Like, yes. like you said, everybody yeah. gotta know their role, though, man. You gotta know, yeah. like, just because you get in the water, I mean, you less of a person than somebody that know what's That's going it. on. That's you it. gotta know it, like, you gotta know it. You gotta know what shirt. Which, what, what part are you great at? Right. That's gonna make all this work. Cause everybody can't be the person that's. That, that no, Everybody can't be the chief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't, you, you know, we all got to work together. Right, so, right. but when people figure that out, that's when you see things excel. Right. Especially amongst our people, too. Right. Like, right. like, when it's all of our people, like, I was just talking about FUBU the other day. I was like, man, how didn't FUBU sell? I'm like, man, it was for us, by us, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? And you don't you think, think FUBU like, sold? I thought FUBU no, sold. No, it sold, but you know, when it you wore like Ralph Lauren when you some wore, shit. Yeah, but when you yeah. wore it, people was like, that's FUBU. Like, uh, like people try to play funny. Right. When we should have been like, hell yeah, boy, it's FUBU. What you mean? Yeah. For yeah. us, by it, it started off hot, obviously. And we let, yeah. we let the, the world before yeah, social was, media tell it it was trash. Yeah. Right, right. And but we wear all the, we wear polo and all this stuff. Yeah. But like, we see each other, you know, People will come up, right? We'll come up, say we blow up, right? We already blown up, but 
we blow up and we making millions of dollars, right? I know him, I know you. But people will run to Nike and go buy unlimited gear. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And won't buy a, a thing from nobody or the, from none of the people that they know to blow them up. Even if you ain't want to buy now, you say, yo, here go, I don't know, here go 10,000, man, yep. to start your stuff yep. off. You know what I'm yep. saying? Here, here you go, yep. to help you out. Yep. You know what I'm saying? We don't do that, but we'll spend that money on a Gucci shirt you know, or on a, all this other stuff. You understand what I'm saying? Yep. Is it, to take a community and each one to, to, to help each other out, man. That, that's that's super big, man. That's a lot of reasons why a lot of us don't blow up, too, because we, yep. we don't help each other out, man. 100%, man. I mentioned earlier that uh, the last book I read was the NFT handbook. What's the last thing you read? Last thing I read was, I think it was, I think it was The Way of the Superior Man. Okay. I think it was The Way of the Superior That's Man. That's off Nipsey's list, right? Yeah, I had yeah. to go read that. I had to read that. And I think, it, was it that or Hustle Harder Smarter? You made me read that one. I had to read. I think that was, was 50. Hustle yeah, that was 50. 50 was good, yeah. That was super good. I think they were the last two books I read. Okay. Um, and honestly, man, that, that, that book was very knowledgeable. That, Which one? That, the Way of the Superior Man. Both of them. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm going to get on both of them. But The Way of the Superior Man, I think women should read that too. That's a good book, man. I, yeah. I read it twice. You know, and just the things that it say about a lot, not only just about your mental, about like how our sexual drive is too, on how we are with our woman, you know what I'm saying? And how the women are with us. And, you know, it talk about how a feminine man can't be with a masculine woman or a masculine woman can't be with a feminine man. You gotta have, you gotta have a balance. You know what I'm saying? You gotta have that balance in there. I mean, I'm, I'm afraid I said that wrong. A masculine woman can't be with a masculine man. Yeah, yeah, I understand. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, it gotta yeah. be opposite. And in this world nowadays, you got a lot of feminine men. Yeah. You see women pumping their they own gas while the dude on the car, Chilling. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, lazy ass. Lazy motherfucker. So, and then I read the, the, the Hustle Harder, Hustle Smarter. Right. It made me get off my ass, too. Like, come on, man. Like, right. well, especially when you see somebody or know somebody like, like a 50 that, that came from the bottom right. and he really came up and all the grind and all the success that came with all that grind. It just made you like, oh, I can make it too, man. So, what? I ain't do this. And so, what? I didn't do that. I can make it too. So, that was the last two books that I read. Got it. Got it. What about yourself? Uh, so the last book I read was Don't Drop the Mic by T.D. Jakes. Um, okay. I'm always trying to work on, you know, speaking in certain tactics. I treat it like football, right? Um, I got to put in certain hours to, you know, really perfect my craft and understand, you know, how I'm captivating my crowd, how I understand transitions, you know, different things like that. So Don't Drop the Mic by T.D. Jakes was huge for me because he also paralleled it with don't drop the mic in whatever you do in the world, right? Mm -hmm. the, the the mic is a, um, so to speak, um, an yeah, analogy that he okay. used for your entire, everything that you do. The mic can be your business, right? right? But if you're in position to talk about your business and really drive your business forward, don't drop it. Speak with that integrity about your greatness in your business. And so obviously the metaphor of don't drop the mic relates back to speakers because we physically have a mic in our hand. Right. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I, I read don't I read don't drop the mic. And currently I'm reading um, multimillionaire families. Okay. So multi um, multifamily millionaires. I'm sorry. So it's about uh, multifamily homes okay. and uh, how to start from literally inception to actually closing a, a multi-family contract and, and invested in it long term. What's your window on the first project? Cause I hear you already gonna make that happen. I can hear it in voice and where you're talking about it. So what's your what's your window on you getting the first duplex? What's my wonder? Your window. Oh, what's my window? Oh man, I'll get my first duplex probably within the next two months. Ah, um, okay. Yeah, we 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 are we are close. So nice, nice. I'll have I'll have a duplex probably within the next two months. Um, and then the goal is to have four properties by February of next year. Ah. So. 
That's the that's that's the timeline. And, and you you decided you wanted something. You started to educate yourself on doing it, aligning yourself with what it needed to take to to make it happen. And and then uh, voila, you created it. Well, you know it's crazy because I took a risk during the pandemic. You know, um, I worked in corporate. You know, and I didn't give this part of my story, but I worked in corporate for eight years. When I left the NFL, I went right into tech. Right. And I've grown through the tech business. I started off as an individual contributor, which means I was a guy calling, knocking on doors, selling a product, mm -hmm. right? And I grew into leadership where I now oversee a team. But instead of me buying and consuming so much stuff, I saved well. You mm -hmm. know, I started to save well, but then I started to see money in the bank account and it wasn't doing anything. So I took a risk during the pandemic and I literally popped up one day and I told my wife and she can she can validate the story. I said, let's buy a house. She said, what? I said, let's buy a house. She was like, where? I was like, you know what? We can look. And she's like, I don't know what the market is, blah, blah. I said, let's buy it. Let's look. So we started our house journey. We ended up buying a house during, during the pandemic. What was so great and what was such a blessing, right? That was God telling me at that moment, bro, go ahead and buy because this is going to be fruitful later on. We bought our house. Prices were still low. We found a dis distressed seller that just wanted to get out. Mm -hmm. Sold us at the bottom of the market. Mm. Beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. <laughs> now we end up transitioning, and two years later, we 200% above what we bought. It 200%. Not 100%. 200%. 200%. So we doubled our money. We doubled our money. Probably always tripled our money, to be honest with you. And so uh, these things in real estate is called comms, where it takes the collective of how much aver every average home around is selling for and it basically places your house of what it can be evaluated or appraised at. So the comms in my area was a certain number. And it was about, you know, in, in at the time, it was about the, I would say $600,000, $700,000 range. The comms in my area now is eight ninety to a million. Mm. And we bought our house well below that. Right. So but, now, but now, but now, <laughs> but now we can leverage equity from that and we can go and diversify ourselves and place into other properties. No which, risk. No reward. No risk, no reward. So that's, no risk, that's, that's, that's the window. Pay it off. That's a beautiful yes, thing. Yes, sir. Because you need that capital. You need it. Uh, it's like points in the game. Yep. You ain't got no money. You can't make no moves. That's it. Uh, we're going to finish up with this last question because, uh, you know, we got to get got to get home to the family. Uh, and that's going to be, is everybody the GOAT? Everybody say they're the GOAT. There's a lot of GOATs. And should it be the GOAT or a GOAT? What are your thoughts on that? Does everybody that claim to be the greatest of all time? I don't think that's for, for you to say you the GOAT. I think that's for people to tell you that, that that's for people to say to you. I mean, you always supposed to feel like you're the best. Right. Fuck you doing it for if you don't feel like you're the best. Yeah. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So I feel like it's for yeah. other people to say, yo, he the, he the shit. Yeah. Like you ask that question, who we think the best uh, fit is on IG. Right. That's, that's not for that person who we picked to say that. That's for somebody like us on the outside to yeah. see that body of work that they've been yeah. doing right. and knowing where they're going. Because yeah. we could look at each other. You might not feel in your, like you you know you're going to be somewhere. You know you're going to be somewhere, right. but you might not feel it as much as I see it. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I might be like, dang, man, hey, you doing your thing, hey, you doing. But you might be like, man, I work a little harder. You know so, what I'm saying? So everybody's the goat, but it's not. It's up to, yeah, I think you. I think everybody the goat until you say you're not. You're the best. You gotta say you're the best, and you gotta feel that way and walk that way and talk that way. Mm -hmm. Now let them let everybody else tell you that. You know, let them let them give you that tag and stamp it on you. Mm -hmm. That's my first, that's my yep. thing. Show Absolutely. me, don't tell me. Yeah, Absolutely. But you got. Yeah, I mean, I think he said it perfectly, right? Um, 
we are all the goats mm -hmm. of us, right? Like yes. every, we, we walk through and we are all goats within ourselves. We are all the greatest of our times because no one's made us and no one made a carbon copy of you. You are who you are, Nayli. So we are all the goat. But I think when you transition into the media realm of things and you try to validate yourself in this world of whatever discipline that you are in to say that you are the goat within that discipline, I think that is you just having that belief. But I think it's to your point, it's up to the people to decide that. I can go out into a speaking engagement and say, I'm the goat at this. But at the end of the day, it's the people that validate the Eric Thomases, the Inky Johnsons, the Trent Shelton's, the Ed Millettes, all these guys that are speakers that I can go ahead and keep going on and on mm -hmm. that they validate in their world that they are the goats. So um, I'll say it like this in front of the camera. I'm the goat of my shit. I'm the goat. That's right. I'm the goat of my shit. And if anybody else don't believe that, that's okay. I believe it. And then I inspire and I push forward to be the goat for others. And I asked that question because that's just how I wanted you guys to answer it. You have to understand that you are the greatest of all time. Yeah. You are yeah. the greatest you of all time. Yes, sir. But if you're going to claim that fucking title, live up to it. Yes, sir. Every it's day. It's there. Yes, sir. It's there. You can be. The greatest of all time. You yeah. can be the greatest you of all time. Yeah. But if you're going to claim it, live up to it. Reach your maximum potential. That's what you came here for. Yeah. That's what you came here for. 100%. 100%. Got anything else, fellas? Um, just be great, man. Just keep loving life and doing what you do. Never give up. You know, never give up. Every day going to be hard. Some days going to be better than others, but never give up. Because the minute you give up, you're blessing waiting for you on the other side of that wall. So never give up, man. Um, and we live in proof, man. We came from the gutter. So, and we here. We still yeah. doing it. God is good, man. Like you said, God is the foundation of everything I do, too. You know what I'm saying? So you yeah. just got to keep believing in you, keep believing in God and your family. Everything going to work right, man. Absolutely. End of the day. Absolutely. Last words, Mr. Lou? Last words is understand that happiness is the true currency. Um, we, we believe that chasing a promissory note, a tangible money, a piece of paper is what currency. But if I'm not happy and if I'm not at peace, I can never exchange that currency with nobody else. So understand that happiness is the true currency and how you exchange happiness is what's going to create and compound the currency that you already own within yourself. So that's my last words. I, I don't, I don't, I don't really have to say that again, but I will. Because you really <laughs> need to fucking get it. <laughs> happiness is the true currency. Yes. Hell yeah. 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 Couldn't say it better, dog. Yeah. I think when I, when I started to write the notes for this podcast, it was uh, health or happiness, I told my yeah. wife, yep. which is most important. Yep. And she lost her brother a couple of years ago because he decided that he was going to roll with happiness yep. over his health. Yep. You know, it was his last couple of years. He knew he was on his way out and he was going to spend his last couple of years being happy. Yep. Because happiness is the true currency. It's the true currency, man. I realized a long ago, long ago, that it's always about being happy. That's why I don't stress nothing. Yep. I don't, I don't do the stress thing. That's it's it. not worth it. That's it. But outside of that, that happiness being the true currency, you need to add some peace to that. Because when you find true peace, it's a fucking rap. Yes. Yes. You spoke about peace earlier. Yep. It's a fucking rap when you find it. You got to find it. And I, I, I can't sit here and tell you what your peace is, but I know what my peace is. And now that I got it, can't nobody tell me nothing. Ain't that what Kanye say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With yeah. that being said, man, it's always a pleasure. I want to thank you guys so much. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, episode three, season two. Gonna hurt the podcast. Drew Alexander at the house. Yes, sir. Speaker, Coach Drew Wade. Uh, we here. Of all coaches. There we go, baby. Thank you, yourself, Coach. You get hurt. Uh, I love you. Thank you. Uh, be good. Be good at it.
Man, it's always a pleasure and a blessing to sit down with my brothers and discuss what's going on in the world today, what's going on with uh, each of us individually, uh, continuing to remind us that we are all great, greatness is in us, it's just about manifesting or reaching your full potential and that we're all capable of doing those things. So uh, again, Good Hurt the Podcast, Season 2, Episode 3, Mr. Lou Alexander and... Coach Drew Ray, I thank you.